Welcome to Startup Knockout. I'm your host, Timo Higgs. Uh, today on Startup Knockout Contenders, we have Sven Kuppel from Anabrid Technologies. So this is kind of an interesting one. They are creating an analog computer on a chip. Uh, so apparently analog never went away and it's actually a fairly useful technology even though everything's got to be digital nowadays. But Sven is going to tell us why. Sven, thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, yeah, thank you for introducing. And um, exactly, so the, um, the catchy thing about our company, uh, our startup, actually that we have this analog um, written on, on front of everything. And, and whenever you talk to people, analog rises um, connection with things from the past, obviously, because uh, in particular in Germany, everybody's talking about digitalization and, and the digital future. And um, so what, what we are doing is computing with analog currents, analog voltages. So we really... Uh, doing something which is um, seems to be outdated but has uh, interesting properties. So it's very fast, it's very energy saving, it's also very secure in terms of um, uh, IT security. And we are bridging the world of analog electronics and the digital world. That's really interesting. So you had described it to me just now as an analog computer on a chip. And the analog part of it, you're saying this helps with security? How does this help with security? So um, you can think of analog computing a bit like quantum computing. So um, quantum computing is one of these, well, it's part of a buzzword uh, seen these days, but it's also a very different paradigm of computing. So it's really that the way how you use and, um, um, and are um, in front of it with a quantum computer is not the same as with a laptop um, you're doing today. So you will probably most certainly not run Microsoft Word on your quantum computer, and the same applies with analog computing. And um, so there is a class of problems like a very uh, challenging compute intensive problem for instance or things in the domain of embedded computing and industry 4.0 and all these um, which are very um, require new, um, new approaches for computing to, to um, deliver the performance which is required and um, so what quantum computing for instance um, provides or how it's used is that you have some kind of um, particular programming language and then you put this, you, you write your program in these languages, and then you run this on some fancy hardware, which is kind of a black box, um, and following its own physical rules, and then get back some results. And this is basically the same with analog computing. But the fun thing is that analog computing has been there already 50, 50 years ago, basically. It was a, something um, present in, in industry and all um, big um, simulations, for instance, in, in car crashes or also moon landing and so on, was computed on analog computers in the 70s. Um, but then in the 80s, this technology was um, basically overtook by um, digital microprocessors. So and what we want to um, revive is what kind of performance was there back in these days and how this can be um, brought to the future. I, I think I've heard of... Not this, but something kind of similar, a similar idea of storage on tape. Like a long time ago, uh, we didn't have hard drives. We had kind of tape. And there are a lot of large companies that are backing up their information onto tape now because it lasts longer and it's more secure and you can't hack it. Um, but I'm wondering, can you give us kind of a use case for your technology? Where would your tech be used? Yeah, so um, as I said, there, there's a certain class of problems. And um, for instance, if you think of um, of optimization problems in terms of um, how to route, for instance, you think of Google Maps, right? And you want to find the quickest route from Berlin to Munich, for instance. This is something which looks like a solved problem and in particular is you can do it on your mobile phone. 
But this is, uh, these problems, they scale very badly. That means if you have larger and larger routes and you want to find a route from Moscow to, to, to Los Angeles or so, things run considerably longer. I think it's, uh, given the, the, um, the size of, uh, as I said, this is a solved problem in particular, um, it is um, not really perceptible, but you can you can actually play around with this and see that it takes like, a second longer on your mobile phone. But these problems also exist in the large, for instance, in terms of um, drug design or um, where we where you really have a, a huge number of opportunities how your um, your proteins can fold and and how you can model some particular new drug and this was um, used for instance two years ago uh, during the COVID um, pandemic where high performance computing really enabled scientists to develop this new um, vaccine against COVID. So it's something which has an urgent need to, to have more computing power. And this is something which can map ideally on, on new computing paradigms such as analog computing. And the interesting thing is here that um, with analog computers, you have um, about um, 1,000 times faster computing compared to the fastest digital processor and at the same time, 10,000 times less um, CUT. Um, so uh, carbon oxidant or, or energy consumption, if you want, um, if you want to call it that. So um, it's it's really orders of magnitude beyond what can be achieved with current digital hardware. So you're saying analog computing can be faster and takes less energy. Is that right? Exactly. So what are the downsides then? Why aren't we using this now? Why are we using digital instead? Digital basically um, has the advantage of the um, the economy of scale. So it's it's kind of universal computing and it's uh, literally everywhere and um, got very cheap and, and people got used to think algorithmically. So everything is mapped on algorithms and uh, software engineers everywhere trying to solve the world's problems in, in terms of software. And um, so uh, it's kind of an, a, a paradigm, a mind shift that people who used to uh, work in problems which suited to other computers in the past then made the shift to digital computers. And, and then there, nowadays, yeah, and there are a lot of prejudice against analog computing. For instance, if you talk to people who are aware of electronics, they are saying, okay, if, you talk, uh, if you're computing with currents and, and these things, this is very um, error-prone. So you, you, you don't have a good resolution and all that. So technical arguments against uh, why compute with, with an analog current, for instance. And electronics, and, and they're right. Of course, they're right. I mean, digital um, computing has a lot of advantages, and it's very hard to make this technical um, jump from existing um, computing paradigms to new ones. But the same is true in quantum computing, for instance. So, um, there are billions spent in quantum computing industry these days, and it's all a bit bad that this technology will deliver, and nobody can say whether it will or not because it currently does not. There are a lot of um, deep fundamental problems that have to be solved. And um, and we see, for instance, in, in, in the domain of artificial intelligence that technologies can deliver once you really spend a lot of mo money and research on these things, for instance, in, in ChatGPT a few weeks ago, right? Uh, I think a lot of people were surprised what AI can do um, even today. If I'm, if I'm understanding it correctly, so digital computing is good for kind of a one-size-fits-all. There's a lot you can do with it. You can make it nice and cheap because it has economies of scale. Uh, but with analog computing, it's more of a single use case thing. So you're building a system for a single use case, but then it can be much more powerful and much more uh, energy efficient. Is that right? That, that's a good um, 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 sum up. Um, but actually, so our unique selling point, which now enters the game, is that we um, want to make the special purpose analog computing thing kind of to a general purpose analog computing. So we are building the first 
a kind of analog computer which can be reconfigured by hard by software. So we are bringing this this uh, clunky old analog world to a software world that you can uh, giving it a software API um, that you really can um, profit from from everything you are known from from digital computing and and how software is written these days and managed and all this and um, and really use one hardware one piece of hardware to solve a large number of problems. And, and this should give us, ideally, some kind of scaling in terms of that now you don't have to to um, to deal with um, particular hardware for every different problem. Just to give you a, an example, um, a mobile phone, for instance, here has 70% of the chips are analog in this, in this phone. People don't uh, are not aware that analog never got away. I didn't know it that. It is still amongst us. And the same is true with the tape drives we were talking about. Tape drives uh, seem to be a thing from the past, but they never got away. They were always orders of magnitude cheaper than regular disk drives, but they are, they are not uh, as handy as disk drives are. And in the mobile phone, for instance, when you can really save space and, and, uh, and fire up the integration density of these phones just by using analog um, reconfigurable chips as we uh, will do them, um, then the things can really get smaller. I mean, um, think of, um, of, of computing everywhere. I think this is quite an interesting um, approach to uh, really to, um, to reintegrate uh, analog computing even more. I mean, that's that's our overall goal in the end to to uh, allow for analog computing on a chip, which has not been done so far these days. That's very interesting. And how far along are you on this journey of making a a scaled analog computing system? So this is now no, it's very interesting because we have um, one kind of unique selling point in our company, which is the, one of the co-founders, Bernd Ullmann. He's an internationally uh, known expert for analog computing, and he has built the first modern-day analog computer. And this, if you look this up, it's called Analog Paradigm Model 1, and look this on the web, you see a, a huge clunky thing with lots of cables looking very uh, retro, basically, and it's really, there's, there's a scene of people, uh, in particular in electronic music, which likes these kind of systems, because they, they are um, they're also using this when making modern-day electronic music, and um, this device is, is kind of a one-of-a-kind because there's nobody doing this in, in the world. And we have um, taken this device and made it smaller, made it cheaper. And then uh, we, we got something which, um, which is called the analog thing. It looks like this here. And we sold more than 1,000 units of this last year just by, 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 by making a few YouTube videos, for instance, like, like this one here. And, and people are... Um, are really interested in this technology and, and the thing is that it's still something which we, uh, uses cables so you have all this kind of patch cable here and you have to connect all the computing elements and um, so but the interesting thing is that we have a product and um, so we have we are not starting from kind of university side with theory a sheet of paper or so and uh, we have a roadmap how we want to make this product more integrated more uh, oriented towards the digital world eventually going then to something like uh, integrated CMOS chip technology. Okay. And last question for you. What are, you, what are your priorities for the next 12 months? What's important for you? What's the challenges ahead? Uh, so we're really in the stage of, uh, of growth. So we're hiring a lot of people. Um, we want to do a lot of particular problems in parallel. For instance, we want to make a version of, of the analog thing for uh, tailored for AI and, and neuroscience, and um, but also uh, and kind of different products. So um, and, and we need money <laughs> in the end. So we're also um, uh, raising a round, Series A round. Um, and I think all these different topics are um, keeping us busy for, busy for quite a few months. Very interesting. Well, I'm, I'm very 
interested to know how this is going to play out for you guys, and it's also very enlightening for me to know that analog never actually went away. That that is definitely news to me. So Sven, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and sharing some of this with us. All right, thank you for inviting me. Thanks everybody for listening and watching. If you're looking for more startups from the German startup scene, you can find us on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. If you want to get in touch, info at startupknockout.com. I do reply to every email. Thanks everybody again, and we'll see you in the ring.